Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Higher Branch, an episode in a series on my 456 system for living made up of four rituals, five habits and six life hacks for daily living. Systems like this are very powerful because they do not rely on motivation. Whether you wake up feeling like crap or down on something, this daily system will keep you on track. What most of us don't realize is that everyone on the planet experiences issues, setbacks, obstacles, disappointments. It's just that some are better equipped at managing them than others. Why? It's because they follow systems. So in this podcast series, I'm covering the four rituals of movement, meditation, journaling, and the fourth to be revealed later, simply because I like surprises. (laughs) So we've already covered motivation, we've covered movement, and today we'll be covering meditation. So these rituals of movement, meditation, and the next podcast will be on journaling, must be done in the morning and the evening, but they are done differently based on that time of the day under the higher branch method. So I know you've heard of these daily rituals in the past, but the way that we are going to do a deep dive into them and the way they slot into the higher branch framework is what makes them very powerful. So after you have mastered the four essential daily rituals, I will start presenting the five habits and six life hacks you need to infuse in your day. All the research shows that these rituals, habits and life hacks work, not because I've just read about them somewhere. I've actually lived by these for many, many years. And living by these protocols helps you get back on track every single day because you do lose yourself sometimes. You do lose your way. And I I do often, but these help me get back on track. Now, the skeptic inside of you may tell you that, oh, these rituals, habits, and life hacks will not make a difference in my life. The cynic inside of you will also tell you that you can't change. We all have those voices right? It's the voices of doubt, but I'm asking you to dismiss them because how you live your life is totally within your control. Forget about the outcomes. Don't be a destination addict. Don't be a control freak. Embrace the journey. I'm asking you to own your greatness, show courage, and be motivated by love for yourself and honor the potential you were born with. Now, in episode 99, we have covered the topic of why you should not rely on motivation to live a great life. And in episode 100, we covered the first ritual, the ritual of movement. Incidentally, to celebrate that 100th episode, we are giving away a one-on-one coaching session with myself, and I'll be um, talking further about this at the end of uh, this episode. Anyway, I digress. Back to the series. Now, if you have not already done so, I urge you to listen to episodes 99 and 100, because this series is essentially a program in order. Most people on the internet package these uh, and sell them to you as a program, which is something I don't believe in. I have a day job to make money and I do this purely out of love and respect for our listeners. But see, the rituals are all interdependent and they have a synergistic and compounding effect when performed together the right way. And that's why I urge you to go back and listen to those two episodes. 
Now, I know, I know, that's a lot of listening if you're new to this uh, podcast, but do you remember how many hours and effort you put at school learning Shakespeare or trigonometry or calculus or at university getting your degree? Now, how much more important are you than what you do? Your identity is not ultimately defined by what you do, but who you are. So please take the time to learn about yourself. That process of self-discovery is where you will discover and unleash your talents and skills. This in turn boosts your performance in all areas of life, including your work and your business, if they are your core focus. Today, I would like to cover the next ritual that must be done straight after move. This ritual will get you out of your head and into your body where the state of pure consciousness lives. It will teach you to be mindful and conscious of your thoughts so you can live a conscious life where you are aware of all your decisions. Of course, I'm talking about ritual number two in the series, the ritual of meditation. Before I take a deep dive of what meditation looks like in the morning and at night and how you perform this ritual... I want to build the case for you as to why you should meditate because I, I see a lot of busy people, you know, their eyes glaze over when someone mentions meditation and journaling. They're pretty good at movement. People like to exercise and sign up for gym memberships. But when it comes to committing even five minutes of meditation or even five minutes of journaling, they're just in a restless hurry to run out the door or switch off a podcast or stop reading the book. So as a lawyer, I'm going to put my lawyer hat on and just build a case for you. And for a lot of you high performers out there, I want you to listen to my first point. And that is that we are now all competing with a new breed of high achievers across all industries. They eat like athletes, train religiously, and trust me, they meditate like monks. Meditation is their new superpower. It is their competitive edge. In today's world, success no longer belongs to the smartest or the most knowledgeable. That's so 70s and 80s. It belongs to the most effective. And that's what meditation delivers. It delivers efficiency, effectiveness. It's the new secret weapon. Now, we need to remember that meditation is a practice. It is a practice that should be infused in your day, much like eating and sleeping. It is that important. So don't quit because you get impatient or you find it irritating to sit there. You might have a bad meal or a bad night's sleep, but you still eat and sleep, right? So meditation is not about perfect practice. It is about doing it every single day, no matter what, whether you are stressed, on business travels, on holidays or whatever, because you need to see meditation like you look at fitness. You really do not know how physically unfit you are until you get really fit and look back on your old self and say geez I was really unfit now I know what fitness feels like and once you build momentum with meditation it will become your daily detox for your mind one of the life hacks we will talk about in this series of podcasts on my 456 system of four rituals five habits and six life hacks is a unique way of fasting from food you know, what our ancestors called going hungry. <laughs> you can think of meditation as fasting from thought. And when you fast from thought daily, you will be amazed at how fit your brain will become. You'll be amazed at how much clarity and creativity you will achieve. You will be amazed at how mentally sharp you will be in your job and how attractive you will become in social gatherings. In fact, research shows that two years of consistent daily meditation makes you look 7 to 14 years younger after two years. 
Imagine it was a pill for that, right? We would all be talking about it and paying hundreds of dollars for it. But meditation is free. It will declutter the brain, I promise you, and give you that clarity in a world full of noise. Meditation has become more and more popular, not because more and more people are talking about it, because it is more and more needed in our society. 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years ago, we didn't need meditation because we did it as a part of daily living without even knowing it was meditation. Because we used to sit and daydream. We used to sit and read a book. We used to sit and just be. We used to walk in nature, notice the trees, notice the, the birds, notice the rustling leaves. That era has gone. So we need meditation now more than ever. Because we could ask you to cancel your social media accounts, disable notifications, and stop listening to the news, but you're not going to do that. So you need meditation to quieten the mind from these modern day daily distractions. Now let's move on to what type of meditation. There are many practices of meditation. You can sit and focus on how your breath moves your stomach in and out. You can repeat a soothing word softly to yourself, which acts as a calming affirmation. You can listen to soft music or the rain falling, or you can sit underneath of a, a shade of a tree, listening to the sounds of nature. Even jogging long distances or knitting a sweater is meditation. When I was doing long distance running, the actual noise of my sneakers hitting the pavement was meditation. I would go into a trance-like state where time would just stand still and three hours of jogging would go by in like minutes. So it is that powerful. Meditation really makes time stand still and steps you into this realm of complete calm and complete clarity. And I promise you what comes out of that is so much creativity and so much flair and this sense of wonder that you remember you felt when you were young. Now, under our higher branch method, I encourage two types of meditation. Visualization meditation in the morning and reflection meditation in the evening. Now, I find this to be a practical and realistic approach to meditation and keeps me doing meditation daily. Now, let's look at morning meditation. Meditation in the morning should be done straight after exercise. And for the reasons I mentioned in my last podcast on movement, visualization meditation in the morning is all about preparing and priming you to take daily, decisive and deliberate action in each of the eight areas of life. It is about visualizing your best day in each of the eight areas, in your health, love, family, work, friendship, learning, wealth and charity. So it is about future focused and it should be in the morning. That's what morning meditation should be. And that's why it precedes the ritual of journaling. And when I complete the series and talk about journaling, you'll start to see the method. You'll start to see the reason behind the higher branch method for these rituals. We are all born with the innate ability and power of vision. This faculty known as creative imagination was not given to us by some evolutionary accident. It is there to help us materialize what we visualize. It triggers the mind's reticular activation system, or RAS, which has been described as a manifestation power. Your mind starts seeking out the actions, solutions, and opportunities for you to achieve your goals for the day. For example, if one of your visualizations is to start a new exercise regime, you may see or hear an advert or billboard of that gym you drive or walk by every day. 
If another visualization is of you and your partner on a perfect date, you might notice a lifestyle article of a new restaurant that just opened featuring your partner's favorite food. In both those examples, your RAS serves as a prompt. When you come out of this kind of meditation and into the next ritual of journaling, you will end up with an action list for the eight areas of life for the day. And that is a beautiful way to start the day because it ensures that you stay on track. You don't get distracted or lost and you then have a set priority for the day and that keeps you disciplined. A lot of people feel like they're not disciplined, but what they don't realize, it's not discipline they lack, it's clarity. And this is why visualization meditation gives you that clarity. You will also notice a restlessness <laughs> when you do this kind of meditation and an eagerness to stop your meditation short to get on with it. But I urge you to stay with it, settle, and be patient as you focus on visualizing your best day in each of the eight areas. If the restlessness is overwhelming, what you need to do during the meditation is return to the breath and settle again before returning your mind's eye to the eight areas of life. Now, before I go on and describe how this morning meditation looks like for me, I want you to listen to a small snippet from my talk at Upgrade Your Life in 2020. It sets up what I'm about to say next beautifully. I have also included a link to the same YouTube video in the description. I want you to first imagine that when you were born, your creator or God or the universe planted eight trees dedicated to you in this beautiful green meadow. And when you were old enough to understand, your creator walked you to the front of these trees and said, notice how these trees have branches and a canopy that lean on each other and support one another so they can withstand the winds of change that blow their way. And then your creator said, for as long as you are climbing each one of these trees of life, they will continue to grow. But the moment you stop climbing them, they will stop growing and stop producing fruit. And then your creator walked you to beneath the trees and said, notice how these trees are connected all below the surface through their root system. They feed each other. But then your creator cautioned, the splendor and the tragedy of these eight trees of your life is that if one withers and dies, it will impact the health and the happiness of your other trees of life. The metaphor in that talk I gave at Upgrade Your Life is the visual I use every single day in my morning meditation. Meditation is not about relaxation and that is the big mistake that most people make when they try meditation and then leave meditation. It is not about the breath or focusing on a mantra. It is about putting yourself in a state where you can access and program the subconscious to help you materialize the life of your dreams. It is the path you use to control the power of vision and creative visualization that you were born with. It is the path to mindfulness and helps you notice every single decision you will make in the day to come. 
It is the path to living consciously where you are in control of your thoughts and your feeling. That's what a visualization meditation is all about. It is about visualizing the day before it even happens. It is about using that creative imagination to imagine the life of your dreams rather than your worst nightmare. And this is why I see the tragedy of some brilliant people using the power of vision to imagine the worst for the day. All the things that can go wrong, all the fears, the insecurities then bubble to the surface and stops them from living their, you know, their best life. And it is a tragedy. And morning visualization meditation ensures that you don't fall into that trap, ensures that you use your creative imagination for the use it was intended for, why it was given to you by your creator or by the universe. It wasn't an accident, whether it's evolutionary or creationary. It is there for that purpose. And it is there to help you materialize what you visualize. Now, Cycling through the eight areas of life, this is what my morning visualization meditation sounds like in my mind if I were to talk out loud to myself. So I'm going to take you out of your left brain for a brief time and I'm going to close my eyes and verbalize exactly how my meditation sounds like and feels like every morning. Okay. If you are in a position now to sit somewhere quietly or lay down somewhere comfortably, just make sure it's a warm place with no distraction. I want you to take three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Just let go of any expectations of how you will feel after this meditation and any expectations that you might have for yourself for the day. you to continue to focus on your breath as you breathe normally. You might notice the breath at the entrance to your nostril or in the rise and fall of your torso. Continue to focus on that breath and just give yourself permission to switch off. Whatever you have planned for the day can wait. For now, it's just you and your breath.
Now, I want you to notice how your body is supported by the chair you are sitting on or by the bed that you are laying on. Notice every part of your body that is in contact with that chair or that bed. Notice how you are supported. And just let your body relax into that support. Completely let go. Now I want you to note to yourself that this chair or this bed you are being supported by is in a room. I want you to zoom out of that room like you're looking down onto yourself and notice that you are in a house or in a building. Zoom out even further and notice that your house in your room is one of many thousands in your city. A city that is in your country, in your continent. Now zoom out even further. And notice your place in the world. Now focus back on the breath. How it comes in to your body and then out of your body, giving you life. If you get distracted, that's okay. That's just the mind doing what it does. Just remind yourself that you can deal with that thought or that feeling later. Just go back to the breath and the rise and fall. Now, I want you to know that that breath represents all the strength and power that is given to you when you were born. It is the life force that drives your movement, your thoughts, your actions. And it is that same life force that 
is in everybody else on this planet. Now I want you to know that how you breathe, how you look, how you think, how you feel, how you walk, how you move, how you write, how you speak, is completely unique to you. Out of all the millions of people on this planet, there is only one you with that unique blueprint. There is only one you. Now back to the breath and focus on the rise and fall and keep reminding yourself how the breath sustains your life. Just that simple breath. Now I want you to imagine you in your own garden of happiness sitting at the base of the eight trees of life that were planted when you were first born. And each one of these trees of life represents an area in your life that wants you to grow and as long as you are climbing each one of these trees of life they will continue to grow and bear fruit now I want you to look up and notice at the biggest tree in the middle. That's your tree of health. And I want you to visualize what your health will look like for the day. Visualize yourself with strong posture. Visualize yourself smiling and full of energy. Visualize how the food that you will lovingly choose or cook will nourish your body today. Visualize how powerful your body will feel as you go about the day. Your body is soft and supple. Your skin is glowing. Your hair is shiny and your eyes bright. 
and your heart is beating calmly. And visualize yourself at the end of the day happy about what you've achieved for that day and how relaxed you will feel just before you go to sleep tonight. Now I want you to look over to the tree of love. you have a partner I want you to visualize smiling at your partner with love and them smiling back at you I want you to visualize holding their hand or kissing them goodbye and hello again cooking with them eating with them reading together watching your favorite show together hugging and anything else you want to visualize that brings you closer If you are single, then imagine meeting someone with all the qualities you desire in another person. How will they look? How will they act? Are they affectionate? Are they witty? Imagine yourself being loved and being loving. Imagine yourself wanted and desired. Now look over to the tree of work and visualize yourself walking into your work. You smiling at everyone as you greet the new day and them smiling back at you. Imagine yourself in all your interactions. Imagine yourself talking enthusiastically to someone on the phone or contributing enthusiastically in a meeting or writing a positive email or brainstorming your next biggest idea. You see, you can use your creative imagination to visualize your perfect day in each of the eight areas of life. So rather than giving you my visual for the rest of the eight areas, I want you to now take the time to think of the other areas of your life, your interactions with your family, with your children, with your friends, your learning, how you will learn, 
the books you're reading or listening to or the lectures you're attending or the conferences. Imagine yourself expanding your mind with new knowledge and sharing that knowledge. Imagine the fun you will have with your friends. Whether it's sharing a meal together, going to your favorite restaurant, or simply going for a drive and listening to music together. Imagine all of it. Imagine now, as you visualize your tree of wealth, and I want you to remind yourself that your ultimate wealth is your health. It's your eyes, it's your taste buds, it's your ears, it's your touch, all your five senses. And your sixth sense of vision and your seventh sense of reflection. And be grateful for all of it. And keep reminding yourself that your wealth is also all the people in your life. And in your work, it's the people that you serve. The privilege you have of serving others. And if you want to visualize material things that you want to achieve in the day, then go ahead and do so. You see, what you visualize is yours. It is without judgment. Each one of us light up with different things. We need to be true to ourselves. And tell ourselves that we deserve to live with that light and that enthusiasm and that excitement for what is about to happen in the day. And lastly, in the tree of charity, I want you to visualize how you will help others in the day, whether it's yourself right now knowing that you're being loving to yourself by meditating and visualizing and visualize yourself helping your partner you see charity is even a simple word of encouragement or a text message saying how much you love someone it's reading to your kids it's helping the new person that started at work it is listening to a friend who's going through a hard time 
and listening without prejudice, just being there. Your life in these eight areas is yours and only yours to visualize with abandon, without feeling you need to be realistic, without feeling held back. Imagine your dreams with abandon for the day. Now give thanks for the fact that you woke up this morning and you have the potential and the gift of life. And remind yourself that every dawn is the birth of a new possibility. Every 24-hour cycle is a cycle of birth and death. Where at night we leave yesterday behind and we wake up with a visual for the next new day ahead. Give thanks and gratitude for the breath that is coming in and out of your body and giving life to every single cell in your body. Now I want you to Focus on that breath as it rises and falls. And again, notice how your body is supported by the chair or the bed you are lying in. And now, Remind yourself that you are in your room, in your space. Now I want you to take a deep breath. And out again. Move your fingers, move your toes, and stretch your body any way you want. And in your time, you can open your eyes and smile as you greet a new day. I hope that the meditation that I've just shared with you helps you in your own meditation practice. Ultimately, 
I believe that the best meditation is one that we design ourselves where we hear in our mind's eye our own voice. So you can go back and listen to that guided meditation for an example of how you should meditate within the higher branch framework of visualization meditation. But ultimately, after you have learned guided meditation, you need to be able to meditate without listening to anything or anybody because you need to hear your own voice. So I humbly shared that meditation with you, and this is the first time where I've shared publicly how I meditate. I hope I did it justice, because I completely just verbalized what was in my mind. On that note, in hindsight, we probably should have left that meditation towards the very end, uh, because I'm completely chilled out at the moment, and you are probably chilled out as well if you did sit and listen to it with closed eyes. So... But anyway, let's now move on to evening meditation and what I call review and reflection meditation. Many people find it difficult to meditate in the evening because the mind is still racing with things to do. So it is difficult to perform meditation when the mind is still in think mode. It's that same feeling you get when you are driving on the motorway at 110 kilometers per hour. And then you approach a section where it suddenly slows down to 60 kilometers an hour. It feels weird when you slow down from 110 to 60. It feels weird for the mind to adjust. It feels like you have slowed down to a crawl. So the mind sends a message to speed up again. And this is usually where the police book you, right? Because they know how difficult it is for humans to make that adjustment in such a short time. So I'm going to share with you a small tip to help you slow down the thinking brain. But first, we need to understand why the brain is doing that. As you go about your day, you are constantly making a mental note of things you need to do. If you're a strategic thinker, you will find that as you perform one task during the day, the brain will think of another task that is connected to the previous one. For example, you may have prepared a written proposal for a client. The mind then kicks in and reminds you that you need to check something with Sally or John about this proposal or the mind prompts you that you need to send a copy of this proposal to Sally or John because you've forgotten to do so when you closed your laptop because you've rushed to the next meeting or you've rushed you got in a car to rush home we carry around all these loose ends in our mind now that's fine to do that because your mind is doing a great job the problem becomes when we accumulate many of these loose ends for the next day. And so by the end of the day, we have many of them flying around in our head. And if there are too many, we may even start to feel overwhelmed. In this state, you will find it near impossible to meditate effectively. So here is my simple tip, and it's one that I do every day. And that is do a brain dump at the end of every day, at the end of every workday. Before you start the three rituals, write your to-do list for the next day before you get home. That's what I try and do before I actually leave the office to get home. But if I've rushed out of the office and I even get home, I will not get out of my car and into that front door unless I've written out my to-do list for the next day. The beautiful thing about this is it gets things out of your head and gives your mind permission to switch off from work-related thinking to more recreational activities like playing you know, a sport or 
social cooking or spending time with your family or friends. Now, to help you achieve this life-changing habit, I strongly suggest you turn off your work phone when you get home because otherwise, once you've done a brain dump and you get a phone call, then suddenly the loose ends are going to start flying around in your, your head again and you're going to find it difficult to switch off. A lot of people in sales fall into that trap because they think that they need to be at call 24 hours a day. But can I tell you, customers, your clients do not expect that. They expect to deal with someone real who has a life. Now, I've coached a few people in sales and I tell them to try a sincere voicemail, something like this. If my phone is off, it means I'm spending time with my family or serving another customer. But rest assured, when I do get your message, I will call you back and give you my utmost attention. Now, I promise you, you're not going to lose a client when you have a voicemail such as this. Some of the most effective people I've coached adopt this rule. And believe me when I say they continue to be at the top of their game. Okay, now back to evening meditation, how it's performed. Your evening meditation should be performed in the same order as your morning rituals. Like I said, in between movement and journaling. I cannot stress enough how important it is to perform these three rituals before you have dinner. Because all three will neutralize the impact of the stress that builds up during the day. All three will activate your parasympathetic nervous system, otherwise known as the rest and digest system. This will ensure you enjoy your food, engage with your family in a loving, calm manner. And how important is that? Don't you owe it to yourself, to your family, to your partner to step into that zone, especially if you have young children who are living at that 60 kilometers per hour pace in their mind. If you turn up going at 110 kilometers an hour in a state of fight or flight, I, I promise you, even if you are a good parent, even if you know all the information that it takes to live a great life, you're just not going to be effective in all your relationships, whether you have kids or not. It could be your partner, it could be your friends, it could be uh, your brother or your sister. So meditation in the evening is all about review and reflection. Relaxation is the byproduct of that. Now, it is about scanning your body for any tension you are holding on to. And a lot of meditation apps take you through the fundamentals of meditation. It is about basically getting into your body, switching off everything, focusing on the breath, and then noticing, scanning your body for any tension. That's what most relaxation meditation looks like. But under the higher branch method, you need to go further. So yes, it is about scanning your body for any tension you are holding on to because your body holds on to that as a result of negative emotions you have not noticed as you went about your day. So nightly meditation is not just about relaxing those muscles, but getting into why they are tight in the first place, why they are holding on to it. Some of us hold on to those negative emotions in the jaw, which manifests itself as a headache or in the neck or in the lower back, or in the hips, or in the calves, or even in the hands. So meditation at night is also about taking stock of how you felt throughout the day. And when I cover the next podcast about journaling, all this will crystallize, I promise you. But going back to meditation, see, meditation at night brings all these feelings up to the surface so you can address them when you come out of meditation and do your journaling. 
And once you address them, face them, and acknowledge them, I promise you, you will feel a sense of relief and calm. You will switch off for the night. So you will not just switch off during the meditation, which is what most relaxation meditation does. You will actually switch it off for the night. And that's what you want. You want long-lasting impact from your meditation. You don't want it just to be in, the, in that moment. So meditation in the evening is about healing. It is about healing any rejections and failures that may have happened to you during the day. Remember when I talked about morning meditation, it's about what you're going to do for the day. It's future focused. Now, this is reflective because you may have a to-do list that you have written out of a very exciting visualization meditation that you've done in the morning. But life is such that not everything is going to go your way. I promise you. Even if you try and visualize it as clearly as possible and try and manifest it. And yes, if you do use visualization med meditation positively, you will manifest a lot more than the rejections that you will experience. I promise you that much because I've experienced it. But inevitably, the universe will test you. Inevitably, you'll visualize the best interaction you have with a particular person. It could be with a client or it could be with your partner where you visualize initiating intimacy and they reject you because they have a headache or they're distracted by something at work. Going back to your client, it could be something that you visualized your client signing up to your proposal and loving everything that you do. But it will sometimes life will test you and you will get that rejection. And like it or not, doesn't matter how tough you think you are, these rejections or failures are small emotional cuts. It may not be in your conscious mind. Sometimes, actually, the toughest guys I know are solid on the outside, but on the inside, you know those people, they're hard on the outside, soft on the inside, they're emotionally hurt. And that's why reflection meditation in the evening helps you to process this hurt, helps you to address it. And as I said, it helps you face it and acknowledge it. And it is about healing. It doesn't mean that you need to resolve that issue, right? It's in your brain dump that you did earlier for the next day. The actions need to wait for the next day. Yes, I know you can improve on your proposal. Yes, I know you can do better at the gym the next day. Yes, I know you will read more to your child the next day because today you've stuffed up and you're carrying around a bit of guilt. This is what reflection meditation, it brings all that to the surface. And it is about the breath. It is about calm. It is about forgiveness. It is about acceptance. It is about acknowledging your humanity and reminding yourself that you will always be a work in progress. So as I said, meditation is not about relaxation. Relaxation is simply the byproduct of your nightly meditation. Now, I will be producing two guided meditations very soon as a free download. I gave you an example of what my morning meditation looks like, but I am recording a, a deeper guided meditation with background music, which will <laughs> help it sound uh, a lot better. And more importantly, a nightly meditation of what that looks like. What does reflective meditation look like? What does it feel like? And so I will take you through that. Now, if you have subscribed to our mail list, you will receive that free download straight into your mailbox. Now, we only send one email per week to our community and we never, ever try and sell you anything. 
you know, I have a day job that provides me uh, a living. So I produce this podcast and any of my content simply out of my passion for learning and uh, for sharing what I learn so that others can live a great life. On that note, I would love it if you could spread the word about our podcast. We are getting thousands of new listens every week, and I'm completely humbled by that. Although numbers are not important to me, even one person listening to our podcast is enough for me. But knowing that more and more people are coming to our podcast inspires me to produce even more content. And uh, so I want you to know that. So if you have listened to any one of our podcasts and you think that anyone you know may benefit from the information from that particular podcast, please share it with them. We always aim to cover topics from the eight areas of life. And this is because our obstacles in life are not in just one area. Sometimes it's from multiple areas at different times of our life. So some part of our life work is going beautifully and we are just cruising. But then we have a challenge in our personal life, maybe with our relationships. And so that's why I present different podcasts at different times. So I've gone back and listened to certain podcasts that at the time I produced just out of, as I said, love and respect to teach others and to share with others and to learn something. But I have gone back to listen to that same podcast when I felt the need to. So please share. Sharing is caring, as they say. Now, if you are new to uh, a higher branch and don't know what the eight areas of life are, head over to a ahigherbranch.com. That's ahigherbranch.com. Also, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review to win a two-hour coaching session with me. Look, humility aside, I have a great and unique set of gifts and skills when it comes to performance coaching. And I love to use that skill to help others make an outright revolution of transformation in their life. And as I said, to celebrate our 100th episode on a higher branch, I can't believe it's been 100 episodes, we're giving away that two-hour coaching session with myself. And once you have left that review on whatever podcast portal you use, please email us a copy of that review to inquiries at a higher branch. That's inquiries with an e okay so thank you again for listening to this week's episode and i look forward to presenting next week's episode on the third daily ritual in my 456 system where i will take you step by step into the ritual of journaling until then as always live consciously my friends